Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to today's program. Now, today's program is going to be a little different uh, because we are recording it uh, way early. Uh, reason being, uh, I haven't taken my kids anywhere except the inside of our home for the last couple of years, uh, you know, with the hit, hit and everything else. Um, and it's still cold here in Wisconsin, so we decided to go see a palm tree. Uh, that's uh, our mission to see some sunshine, to get some sand beneath our toes or between our toes, whichever, uh, and, and see a palm tree or two. So uh, since I didn't want you guys to miss me too much, uh, this is a recorded broadcast. We are recording it today, uh, March the 9th, the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, and uh, who knows uh, what will transpire uh, in... <laughs> Well, in the in the almost uh, week and a half that this is supposed to air, uh, as of now, uh, the things that I'm seeing popping up on my news feed is that uh, Kamala Harris is bound for Poland, uh, and uh, I'm sure that's going to go swimmingly, splendidly. I'm sure we'll talk about it when I get back, because let's face it, um. I don't put much stock in one Kamala Harris's ability to uh, diplomatically solve the issues that beset us as a nation. Um, I just see, I I, I said it as nicely as I can. Uh, The big hubbub the last couple of days has been that um, Poland wanted to give uh, some jets to Russia if we were going to give some jets to Poland. Um, Apparently that isn't going to happen. The U.S. has rejected the fighter jet offer from Poland uh, as far as Ukraine is concerned. Uh, I'm almost certain that if the situation doesn't get worse by the time I get back, we'll still be talking about the Ukraine. We'll still be talking what's going on in Europe. Uh, Because these are the days. These are the days that were foretold, uh, not not only by certain individuals of the modern day, but also, you know, the Bible. The Bible has foretold of the end of days, of the last days, of the last uh, breath of, of, of creation before the return of Christ. And I know that Some people don't believe we're there. Other people, uh, well, believe we've already gone through it. Yes, there are people in Christendom that actually do believe that that we've already gone through the tribulation. And this is the other side of it. Um, I'm not one of those people. So uh, time will tell whether this is it or we will get yet another respite. Time will tell whether this is it or we will uh, pretend to be at peace for yet a while longer. Uh, Regardless, 
uh, I'm still taking my kids to see the beach uh, because I've never been one to live in fear of what tomorrow brings. I know that God is into tomorrow just as sure as I know that he is in today, just as sure as I know that he was in yesterday. Uh, This is the whole point of faith, is it not? To have trust that God is able to do exceedingly beyond what you can do and what you can expect, even though things are changing, even though it will be a different world. God will still be in it. He will still love his children. He will still protect his children. He will still provide for his children. And those that love him will have peace. Those that love him will have joy. Those that love him will have the certainty that no matter what, no matter when, he will be there for them. So, since uh, we're recording a whole two weeks out, or well, a week and a half out, uh, we decided to do another uh, question and answer sesh, uh, as the kids like to say. Yes, I said the word sesh. I hate myself for it, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to do a question and answer session. Um, Gina's going to ask some questions that have uh, accumulated, uh, and I will endeavor to answer them uh, as forthrightly and succinctly as possible. Uh, I have not seen the questions in advance. This will be off the cuff because, uh, well, when it's off the cuff, it's the most sincere answer. I know that sounds weird to say. I've always been honest and sincere, but when I know somebody's going to ask me something in advance, uh, I, I try to formulate it in such a way where it causes the least amount of pain. Uh, I, I, I don't like uh, causing people uh, discomfort just for the sake of causing them discomfort. Granted, uh, sometimes the things I must say, sometimes the things that uh, I have to say, uh, do that anyway. They cause discomfort in some people. I've had people swear off this program. I've had people swear off the ministry. And if I know I'm speaking the truth, I'm okay with uh, the outcome of their anger, of their resentment, whatever it is. But I don't do something just to get a rise out of people. I don't do something just to get people's goad. I've been accused of it, and no. Uh, if, If you thought so, then you are mistaken, because I could be a lot more cutthroat. Uh, than I am in regards to certain things, in regards to pointing uh, certain things out, in regards to naming certain people. Uh, And and I choose not to be because there's no purpose in it other than just to be mean for mean's sake. However, uh, that that doesn't keep a lot of people from, um, let's just say, flying off the handle. Uh, Because what I say does not fall within the parameters of their predetermined hypotheses. Uh, because what I say doesn't fall into the parameters of their predetermined uh, eschatological frame. Uh, I'm sorry uh, if you can prove to me biblically uh, that you're right or that I'm wrong, or that I'm right or you're wrong, which I don't think you'd want to prove because, well, I already think you're wrong. 
uh, you know, we can have a discussion. But if we're throwing personal opinion into it, if we are using extra biblical um, indices to counteract the gospel itself, then uh, I'm sorry, I'm not playing. The Word of God has the final authority. If you want to know what will happen, if you want to know what will be, read the Bible. It's all there. You may not like it. You may not like the conclusions it comes to. You may not like the things it has to say. But it's there. And I believe the Word of God over any man-made doctrine. I believe the Word of God over any theory that men have come up with. So there's that. Anyway, Gino, are you there? I'm there. Wow, this is going to be great. Uh, So if you have your first question loaded while I sip from my delicious beverage, because I have a little bit of a sore throat, uh, shoot, and I will endeavor to answer. Well, I'm perusing our last few programs, and yeah, we've got a lot of uh, perspective there, people asking questions. Uh, I'll get with the first one. Uh, Are you going to stay or leave when the trouble comes to America? That's one question. Well, uh, I have a question as a retort and as an answer. Where exactly are we supposed to go? That's the question that nobody seems to to, to want to consider. Uh, If if we were to say we're going to leave, where exactly are we going to go? Look, if America falters and if America falls, there is no safe place anywhere in the world. If America falters and if America falls, there is no paradise, there is no refuge, there is no nation that will be unaffected by these things. This is what some people fail to understand, and because they fail to understand it, they're unwilling to stand freedom that they take for granted in this country, is that there's, there's nowhere to go from here. Look, if this escalates, and this is it, and this is the end, what am I going to do? Go back to Romania? The Russians will run roughshod over Romania within a matter of weeks if they decide to do so. I know, I know, the propaganda in America, oh, look, the Ukrainians are beating the Russians. It's propaganda. If the Russians wanted to, they could kill every living thing in the Ukraine within a matter of a day. Please understand that. It's, 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 it's one thing to have this false view of how big and strong we are as Americans, because it is false. I'm sorry. Are we sending in the transgender unit to fight off uh, Putin's spetsnaz? Is that it? Are the gentle boy girls uh, with the pink M16s going to go and, you know, fisticuffs with, with men that drink wolf blood and eat bear hearts? Let's be serious. But see, now we're projecting our lunacy onto other nations and say, oh my, look at the Ukrainians. They're putting up a fight. And I understand they are putting up a fight. Perhaps it's more of a fight than some people thought they'd put up. It's their nation. They're patriotic. I get all that. But it's not as though Russia's trying. 
they're, they're, they're trying to, to do their utmost to get the Ukrainians to cry uncle, to come to the table and basically promise that NATO will never, you know, go within Ukrainian borders. But if you think that uh, the Russians are weak because they haven't decimated Ukraine yet, look, I, I've told you before, this is, this is going to be about public image more than anything else as well. They're, they're trying to mitigate the, the, the death count. And I know that the American media isn't talking about that too much, nor do I expect them to. But they are trying to mitigate the death count because every dead person uh, can end up on television internationally and then uh, it's a different kind of warfare than it used to be. But to get back to the original question, am I planning on going or staying? There's nowhere to go. So here I am and here I shall be. Now, I am planning on going to the beach with my kids I will enjoy immensely seeing them gather seashells and perhaps build a sandcastle or two. But as far as fleeing or moving or things like that, where are we going to go? There's nowhere to go. This is it. Are you going to flee to Mexico? The moment Americans start going into Mexico, I guarantee you there will be Mexican army on the border with guns pointed. And if you try to cross the border into Mexico... You're going to catch a hot one between the eyes. Because this is the thing. This is, this is the dirty little secret. While we're at it. All right? While we're at it. This is, this is the dirty little secret that, that all of these just limousine liberals, all of these people that dream of utopia don't get. All right? If the roles were reversed and it was Americans trying to flee to Mexico... I promise you, Mexicans would not be so kind-hearted, embracing, all-inclusive, etc. towards Americans as the world expects Americans to be towards Mexicans. Look, things are changing, not only in the world, but in this country, especially in this country. We're going to shift very soon from now hiring to people knocking on the door going, hey, do you have a job because I need to feed my kid? When a loaf of bread is 15 bucks and a gallon of gas is upwards of eight, I'm sorry, I don't think that welfare is going to cover it. I don't think public assistance is going to make up for it. And for those expecting that, well, they'll just hike the public assistance, you know, they're, they're going to average it up for inflation. No, because we're out of money. We used every silver bullet we had in the chamber during the vids. The thing that has miraculously disappeared from the face of the earth, apparently. Nobody's talking about it anymore. And that's another thing. We went from one catastrophe straight into the other. We went from one uh, just uh, one thing that made people afraid and reticent and, and, and scared of their own shadow to another. We went from, from the vids, we went from COVID to the potentiality 
as, uh, you know, Al Sharpton would say. We went into the potentiality of nuclear war. That's right, nuclear. So you went from, uh, you know, an airborne virus that you can't see, that nothing can stop except a mask killing you, to uh, nuclear war. And this is the thing that we'll probably see play out by the time I get back. Again, American prophetic. Uh, The attention span of people in this country and throughout the world is so short that by the time I get back, I'm thinking Ukraine's not going to be hot news anymore unless they escalate to, you know, nuclear war. So either uh, Ukraine's not going to be on the front pages anymore or this thing will have escalated beyond what anybody thought possible. So, and again, standing human psychology and how fickle the American public is, I'm also going to go out on a limb and say that when they start feeling the pinch, when they start uh, feeling the pain at the grocery store, at the gas station, and everywhere else in between, uh, there will be a lot less people so vocal about, you know, sticking it to Vladimir Putin. Lindsey Graham probably still will, because it's Lindsey. You know, anyway, I'm not even going to go there. But as far as general public, because look, every, Everything these people say, and by these people I mean politicians, on both sides of the spectrum, on both sides of the political aisle, everything that comes out of these people's mouth, poll tested to no end. They don't say what they believe. They don't say what they feel is the right thing. They look at the polling and they go, we should say this because uh, 51% of people agree with this statement, while 38% of people agree with this statement. So we should go with that statement instead. Look, right now they're, they're, they're twisting themselves into pretzels, trying to justify buying oil from Iran, even though uh, it, it may lead to a nuclear Iran. If you thought the Russians were unhinged, boy, oh boy, you ain't seen nothing yet. So we're twisting ourselves into pretzels, trying to justify continuing to buy oil from Iran uh, just to spite Vladimir Putin, even though it's not really spiting him because he has people willing to buy the oil. It's not as though America was the only nation in the world that, that was sucking on the you know, Russian oil teat. There are people waiting in line. They will pay a premium. They will take the oil. And I, you know what? At some point, American prophetic, there will be a news article that will be leaked out saying how uh, we used cutouts and middlemen and probably paid 15 or 20% more than we ought to have and bought Russian oil from the Chinese or something. So just be prepared for that little doozy. 
But to answer the question, I know. What a, what a roundabout way to answer a very simple question. No, not planning on going anywhere. There is nowhere to go. And I know that God can protect me here as well as anywhere else. Now, if God says go, if God speaks to me and says it's time for you to take your family and muevete, as they would say in California, then I go. There, there's, there's no dawdling. There's no but Lord. I go. But as yet, no, he has not said go. I'm not planning on going. Um, and that's that. So, next question, Gino. All right, Mike. Uh, you know, people uh, can have a patriotic fervor about America and, and all that, but really with our leadership that we have right now, how vulnerable is America? And how incompetent possibly do you believe our top echelons of leadership are? Well, I think all of that is pretty clear. It's self-explanatory even. I, it's, it, you take a reasonable situation, and if there's one person that could botch it up, it's uh, the current occupant of the White House. And uh, you're hoping that he doesn't pass it to you know, the vice president, because apparently even though she's younger, she's dumb. I'm sorry. I know. I know. The first black vice president. She's not, though. She's not really black. She's Indian. Her parents own slaves or her grandparents own slaves. So let's not, let's not even put race on it. There were a lot of qualified black women, not Kamala Harris, that would have likely done a better job even from the Democrat aisle. Then this woman, this, 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 this thing that is now vice president should scare you more than the, the dementia-ridden adult diaper wearer does because even though you can pass a lot of what he does off to just losing his mind, this woman's intentional. You can't excuse Kamala Harris's mental incapacity or inability to actually be diplomatic is the best way I can put it and say, well, it's her age. It's not her age. She's just that dumb. She was never smart. This is why from the genesis of her political career, she realized there was only one way to get to the top. And if you do a little research, well, you'll know exactly what that entailed. You know, in, 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 in shorthand, the only way she could get to the top is to be on the bottom. There you go. I know. Oh, my, Martha, did you hear him? How can you listen to this? Because it's the truth. Look up Kamala Harris and Willie Brown. All right, married man in politics in California. Guess how she got her start? By being an intellectual powerhouse. That's how. No. So, again, at some point, the average American citizen will have enough of firsts. 
I'm hoping. Otherwise, you're just going to starve to death, and that'll be that. You're going to starve to death. You're going to get invaded. You're going to be enslaved. But the reality of the situation is at some point, you're going to have enough of firsts. And you're going to start looking at whether the individual is qualified or not, whether the individual has any skill set that would aid them in the position they are attempting to get elected for. Not just that they're the first, you know, cyclops or they're the first transgender, non-binary, peg-legged, whatever. Are they qualified? Do they know anything? Do they have the mental aptitude of a Down syndrome teenager? This is why we're in in the pickle we're in. It's because the people that were elected to office weren't elected based on qualifications. Every single person from Blinken to Harris to Buttgig to everyone in between, these people don't know what they're doing. They're just regurgitating talking points. Uh, green energy. Uh, Russia did a bad thing. Bad thing. Where am I? I'll have some ice cream. Come on, man. That's it. That's our leadership. People wonder why the predators are sharpening their teeth. Because we're projecting weakness. And the pain hasn't even started. You, you, you guys still don't get what's happening. You still don't get what's coming. And I'm on here every week losing my voice going, hey, are you seeing it? Brother, please, please, please stop being a fear monger. Please stop hyperbolizing everything because America is America. We are a rising phoenix, sir. We are a rising phoenix. So the next time you want to talk bad about America, do it to somebody else. I'm not, again, there have been empires throughout history that have had the same exact mindset. Do you know who we are? And their enemies at the gate look upon them and go, uh, we know who you were, but you are no longer you once were. And that is the cold realization that many will have to come to. Anyway, I know. Oh, here he goes again. What do you want me to do? You want me to tell you everything's going to be all right? Just go out and buy a $100,000 electric car that you can't charge. There you go. Everything's going to be all right. Happy now? Next question, Gino. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think it's powerful, you know. We're not what we once were. And another question is people may say, well, what's going on with Russia and Ukraine is the catalyst of uh, what will be the attacks and the fall of America. But a gal asked this question, uh, do you think in a short time China will see weakness in America and attack Taiwan? 
And could that bring America into a greater level of, of warfare and uh, fulfilling your grandpa's word? That's the question. I, I, I think China already has the plans and the works for taking Taiwan. Uh, I, I think that when they see the reticence of the world to confront uh, aggression, it only emboldens them. And I do believe that what we're doing as far as sanctions, as far as not buying Russian oil, all these things, it will likely hurt the average American citizen more than it'll hurt the Russians. And when China makes a move on Taiwan, I think somebody's going to whisper into Mr. Robinette's ear and go, you got to look tough now. You got to look decisive. You just take it to him. Take it to him. You do the rope-a-dope, like with corn pop. You take that chain and you go, you know who you're messing with? And uh, I, I, I think that may spark it because, look, they're not going to stop. The predators are not going to stop. It's just too juicy an opportunity. I mean, the world is there for the taking. They'd be fools not to do it. So, yeah, I do believe that it's only a matter of time before China makes a move on Taiwan. And I think that, uh, again, we're going to virtue signal. and we're gonna, Are we going to ban Chinese goods? I'd like to see Walmart and Target ban Chinese goods. Wouldn't it be something? All the major corporations banning Chinese goods. You're not going to do it. The reason this thing is dragging on with, with banning Russian oil is that people don't understand what's happening yet. They don't understand the ripple effect. They don't understand the ramifications. They don't understand that they're going to wake up one day and go to the store and, and, and have a heart attack. Because the prices they're seeing have one too many zeros. Look, we, we've been cocky for so long. We've been so self-assured for so long. We've been beating our chest and looking down our noses on the rest of the world for so long. And it's not because this generation, the young generation, had any great accomplishment. They're living off of what the older generations accumulated and they're squandering it. And they're running out. You keep dipping into a can of Malto meal, eventually you're going to hit the bottom. Look, God, God will have to allow for the folly of our pride evident to one and all. And I'm talking about as a nation. Because there's, look, I understand being patriotic. But there's a difference between patriotism 
and delusion. If you think America can fight two-front war and go toe-to-toe with China and Russia, with the Iranians trying to kick at your shins once in a while too, you're delusional. I don't care how much you're going to try to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I don't care how good a shot you think you are. I'm sorry. We don't stand a chance fighting a two-front war against Russia and China. That's the reality. Well, look at you being unpatriotic. No, I'm being a realist. This is why it's a smart thing to pick your battles. This is why it's a smart thing not to bloviate and let some old dementia-ridden buffoon just talk out his rectum until he's just angered half the world. But hey, Beth Moore's happy. She got what she wanted. Yes, indeed. Dr. Jill's flowing hair. As she sits huddled in a bomb shelter with air raid sirens going off, the Chinese and the Russians lobbing missiles off of submarines on the coasts, Perhaps, oh perhaps, Beth Moore's final thoughts will be, ah, but Dr. Jill's hair, so flowing, indeed. Anyway, Gino, next question. Well, lots of comments on, you know, when you take up the uh, pre-trib rapture, uh, you know, when you mentioned, uh, obviously, the Bible says those that endure to the end will be saved. And But share your biblical context uh, when it comes to people that believe in a pre-trib rapture. Uh, because I think part of the problem is they go to churches or follow denominational teachings that aren't biblical. But share from the word your pretext for that, not it's being not a, a pre-trib rapture. Matthew 24. Now, at Not the end of text, all these right. things, that's, that's all you need to know. I don't care. Look, at the end of all these things, that's what Jesus said. If you want to fight, fight Jesus. I'm done with it. You know what? I believe in pre-trip too. Tomorrow, pack your bags tonight. Jesus is coming in the a.m. But if you're not packed, he won't take you. What do you want me to say? Would I rather that we go pre-trib? Sure. Would I rather that we not see any of these things? Sure. Jesus said, at the end of all these things, the Son of Man will appear. Now, I understand there's the theory, Jesus, frequent flyer miles, going back and forth, multiple trips. Not biblical. Sorry, just not. So, I'm done fighting this. There's too many angry people. Oh, you're going to see. Okay, well, you might just see too. And again, this is the thing that so few want to take into account. I'm wrong. You lose nothing. 
You will have gotten closer to God. You will have grown your relationship. You would have matured. You would have anchored yourself in the word. You would have been rooted in the truth. But if you're wrong, what will it do to your faith when one of the centerpieces of the thing that you believed wholeheartedly, i.e., we're not going to be here for these things, crumbles and falls apart? How will you react? How will your faith stand up to that? That's the only thing you have to answer. I'm not trying to convince anybody. I don't win a prize. It's not like somebody's going to give me $1,000 if I could sign 10 people onto the post-trib rapture train. This is not a pyramid scheme. This is not an MLM. This is what the book says. At the end of all these things, will not bend from that reality just because it upsets people. Believe what you want to believe. You know what? I hope you're right. Every single day, I hope you're right for the sake of my kids, for the sake of my wife. Hey, for my sake. I hope that you are right. But the Bible says you're wrong. There's not much more to discuss. There's not much more to talk about. I guess... We shall see one way or another, because it's coming, and it's coming soon. And I need you, whoever the you is, the general you. Let me see, now I'm annoyed. I need you to, to, to come to a point, say, if this happens, then I was wrong. What needs to happen? For you to acknowledge that you were wrong about your eschatology. At one point. That's that. Mm, see, because that, that, it's important. At one point, at what point will you say I was wrong? Because see, if if eschatologically speaking. I've determined that I'm not supposed to be here for certain things. Then even when something as final as the mark of the beast comes along, you might say to yourself, well, that can't be the mark of the beast because I'm not supposed to be here for the mark of the beast because we believe in the pre-trib rapture and the pre-trib rapture has not yet occurred. Therefore, and henceforth, that cannot be the mark of the beast. You see how you rationalize it? So you, you tell me what needs to happen. What's, what's the demarcation line? Where you go, all right, maybe I need to throttle back on this one just a smidge. Maybe I need to reassess. Where is that point of demarcation? Where... You acknowledge that you were wrong about something that you believed. Or just never. I mean, we can go through the whole tribulation, and you're still going to say, that's not it. That's not it. We go through the mark of the beast. Antichrist reveals himself. That's not it. 
Because I'm sure there will be people that will go through the entire thing and still say, well, that that can't be it. Because we're still here, therefore that can't be it. And then when Jesus appears and the angels blow their trumpets and call to the saints to the four corners of the earth, they'll go, see, I told you, I told you so. So you can't win. There's, there's, I gain nothing from trying to convince you. So all I'm going to do from now on is point to the word. Argue with Jesus. You may win the argument. I don't know. Personally, I doubt it. If Jesus said, at the end, all these things, I'd rather take his words at face value than try to pretzel myself intellectually into believing that something Paul said could perhaps mean that we're not going to have to endure trials and tribulations, even though all the apostles endured trials and tribulations, you know, all that stuff. So, I'm done. Because it's not my job to convince you. My job is to tell you the truth, whether you believe it or not. That's on you. It really is. But see... And I, and I had a conversation with a friend, and he, he said something that I don't know if I agree with it or not. I don't, though. He said some people need to have their, their, their hope, even if it's false. And I don't, I don't agree with that, because at some point, that, that false hope will stretch and stretch like a rubber band until it finally snaps. And when that false hope snaps... People won't look at themselves and admit they were wrong. They'll shake their fist at God and accuse him of not keeping his promises. So no, I don't I don't subscribe to that. Well, you know, I mean even if it's uh, as long as they have hope, even if it's a false hope. No. Pull off the band-aid. See what lies beneath. Deal with it. Because it's only getting worse. Next question, Gene. Thanks, Mike. And uh, as I read the comments, a lot of people are commenting back that they don't support a pre-trib rapture, but you get a few in there in the comments. And I thought it'd be good that you, again, give the scriptural text, which you did. Two more questions uh, that I think are critical and people ask. One is... um, uh, America's the Babylon of Revelation 18, and many times your grandfather said the sins of America were similar to Sodom and Gomorrah. Why are leaders so reticent in, in, in believing there'll actually be a nuclear attack and a judgment on America? Why are they so fearful or reticent of believing that? Well, because it ends their way of life. It, it, I mean, wouldn't you be, though? If if the only thing you had to cling to as as a pastor, a spiritual leader, was the McMansion, the Golden Parachute, the golf membership, uh, and a couple other things, 
you know, wouldn't wouldn't you want to bury your head in the sand and and close your eyes shut and ignore every single sign out there? Because that's all they have. These people aren't preaching repentance. They're not preaching holiness. They're not teaching people how to mature spiritually. They're not teaching people how to grow in Christ. To them, it's a job. And the idea that that nuclear war is a possibility or even a probability or is imminent destroys the one thing they have, their job. And at some point, there will be recrimination. There will be those that sat in their pews pointing the finger going, why didn't you tell us these things? But by then, it'll be too late. So, again, I'm not, I don't win a lollipop if I convince you of anything. All I can do is tell you the truth. And it's not about, well, I, I, I take this position. I Look, I'm hoping that you people are right. What do you mean by you people? The pre-tribbers, you know who I mean by you people. Come on. I'm hoping you people are right. But I know that you're not. And it's just the reality of the situation we're in, and the closer we get, and the darker things become, the more your individual faith will be tested. And if your faith is in a theory, if your faith is in a doctrine, and not in Christ, then your faith will fail you. That's the reason I keep harping on this. Because if you're not anchored in Christ, but rather in a theory, an idea, a a eschatological conclusion, whatever it is, if it's not Christ, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. It's what the book says. And as far as Babylon and America being Babylon, you'll soon see. What more can I say? It's there. You have to click 10 keys and go and read it for yourself. If you don't like reading, you can go listen to it in the audio version. But see, rather than go, hey, Maybe America is an end-time prophecy biblically, just not, you know, as America. Because, I mean, that would be a pretty big oversight, wouldn't it? God talking about dinky nations, you know, little things and wars and pestilences and rumors of war. But here's this great big nation, most powerful nation in the history of the world. That's a big blind spot for an omniscient God. But if you start reading the book of Revelation, you go to Revelation 18, or you go to Jeremiah 51, and you start putting the pieces together, you go, wow. God didn't call it a rising phoenix, but he did call it a whore. Fitting name. Don't you think? Come on. 
I know. Your patriotism won't let you admit it. I get it. That's fine. But of all the things God could have called modern-day America, he called it a whore. Something to ponder. I'm not going to get into it because, you know what? People will believe what they want to believe. They will deny what their own eyes are seeing. They'll stop up their ears and begin to hate the messenger because the message is uncomfortable. We are not the great city on a hill. We are not the apple of God's eye. We trust in God in name only. And we're still living with the illusion that we have the same protections that we did when this nation was founded. And I think this is going to be the rudest awakening of all for a lot of people. That realization that we aren't what we think we are. In fact, we're the complete opposite. Any more questions, Gene? Yeah, Mike. Uh, uh, people are asking if there'll be another 911. And uh, as I peruse the questions, uh, they also have mentioned the telling dream that you had about the deer that was wounded. Um, but just share with them about that. That's been a question uh, about another 911. Well, if by another 911 you mean another terrorist attack, yes, I believe there will be. I believe that there will be multiple terrorist attacks. Uh, as far as it being airplanes and buildings, um, I don't know. Uh, the, these people, look, they, they have time at their disposal. They have place at their disposal. They have means at their disposal. They have... Uh, the measure uh, of terror they wish to inflict at their disposal. And we've been hearing whispers that a lot of the people that came over from Afghanistan, you know, when we were just evacuating everyone, a lot of them fighting age males, people with, uh, you know, jackets as far as uh, terrorist ties are concerned. So, look, I if... I don't want to be O.J. Simpson right now, you know, because he wrote that book. If I'd done it, you know, if I was going to do it, I'd wait for America to be in a weaker position than it currently is. Uh, because it's only a matter of time before you're going to see riots start up again, before you're going to see uh, civil unrest start up again. Because we went from being, you know, basement dwellers for two years to now being able to go outside but not being able to afford a corn dog and a tank of gas. So there will be a fervor of animosity. I, I think they're biding their time uh, and, and waiting for America to grow weaker because uh, I understand that most Americans think we are beloved of the world, but there are many nations within this uh, spinning rock. I know. Is it spinning or is it flat? Can we please get over that? Uh, 
that, that harbor great animosity towards America and even deem it the great Satan. So, uh, again, uh, if, if I were to put my OJ hat on, you know, if I'd done it, uh, I'd wait. It's not time yet. Wait for the civil unrest. Wait, wait until uh, authorities are overwhelmed with just trying to keep the peace and keep order. And then, uh, you know, why not start stabbing some ladies walking poodles in Beverly Hills? Just saying. So, yes, I do believe terrorist attacks are imminent on American soil. And I think that this administration, uh, being uh, as nearsighted as it is, has allowed for many, many, many potential terrorists to make their way into these United States uh, they're probably even on uh, government aid. They probably even got a nice check and some cheese, uh, you know. But, but guess what? That doesn't make them love this country. No. So, it, uh, how, how do I put this gently? You can't buy somebody's love. It doesn't matter how much you offer them. You cannot buy somebody's love. You can buy their compliance for a season, but eventually they'll either want more or you'll run out of money, and then their true colors will come to light. Uh, Take that for what it is. I'm not going to go into detail, but just be patient and you'll see. Uh, the fact that we can buy passivity does not mean that those individuals from whom we purchase passivity are friends or allies. On the contrary. Indeed, on the contrary. So, uh, interesting times, as the kids like to say. Multiple fires burning everywhere and Joe Biden's checking his diaper. So uh, all is well, kids, all is well. Um, Hopefully, uh, this recording will air. We'll still be here. We won't be glowing in the dark. And if so, uh, I will be live again next week. God bless you. God keep you. Uh, I'm going to give Gino a whole five minutes to say what he needs to say since, you know, this was a sort of back and forth. All right, Gene Bean, it's all yours. All right. Thank you, Mike. Well, first of all, I want to say that I think he's done a very good job answering from his heart and the word of God every, the questions that we've been getting. And I would urge us to believe with all our hearts the word of the Lord over what men say as far as men that are in error or in heresy and don't know the word of God and do the work of God either sloppily or without regard to defending the truth or their denominational teaching. That's a big issue in America, denominational teaching. That's not biblical. And go to handtohelp.com and read the words and prophecies and messages from God, dreams from God, because, and I'm not saying this to boast, but I will say that after traveling with Michael and Dimitri and, and, being around their lives, being around Dimitri, 
out of any prophetic word about America I've heard about this country, I know 100% what God showed these brothers is 100% from God. 100%. That's not saying, I'm not saying it out of the fact that I favor them or I'm not saying it out of the fact that I know them. I'm saying it out of the fact that both brothers are very careful and never wanted to ever give a word that God did share that wasn't accurate. Mike's got dreams on the website, handyhelp.com. Read them. Read the telling dream, the last one he had. I was with him when he, one night when in Arizona, the angel of God came and explained that to him. Read the message for America on handyhelp.com. And even against pushback or people who don't believe it, I would shout it from the housetops to prepare, repent, to be strong, to stand on our faith, to not think we're getting bailed out ahead of time. Believe God will get you through the persecution, the trials. Whatever tribulation we go through, he'll get us through it. Our anchor and our hope is God. Even in Ukraine, with all they're going through, many people are praying and putting their anchor in the Lord. So it's very critical that we don't follow heresy or eschatology that's not accurate, not biblical. And it's a problem in America. To be blunt about it, we've got way more false prophets and prophecies than accurate prophets and prophecies. Sad to say. And to follow the true message and warning of God, we have to swallow our pride and we have to humble our hearts. And we have to say, God, we to believe that this country has fallen to such a level of sin that it is exactly what Mike said and what God said, a whore. The sins have reached God, and they're as bad as Sodom and Gomorrah, if not worse, because we claim to be a Christian country. So we can't get around saying Oh, I'll believe in hope, even if it's not accurate hope. I'll believe in this, even if it's not accurate. Then you're, you're pretty much walking on sand. We have to believe the warnings, the truth of God, because it may come down to God telling people and giving instruction. And if they don't believe the warnings and, and what God's going to allow, they won't listen to him when he says, do this, do that, go here, whatever God would say. That's critical hear my voice and we have a lot of pride in America we're like oh this will never happen yeah it's going to happen it's going to happen we didn't think 911 would happen either but it happened and so please get this word out get the radio show out to other people go to handhelp.com read the warnings read the dreams read the messages because there are still people that will heed it and listen Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.